All right, everyone, you know what this is. This is Circle Brothers Podcast with RJ and Eric. Let's get it. Yup. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you know what this is. Circle Brothers Podcast with RJ and Eric. Welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome to the fray. Uh, this has been a very, very interesting week. It has been a week, actually two weeks since we last talked. And of course, as usual, there's a whole lot of stuff that's going on in the land of video games, entertainment, movies, TV shows, and whatnot. And we are here to chop it up with you because you know you when you're rocking with Circle Brothers, you're rocking with the best. Mm-hmm. So, as I have, have uh, got kind of got choked up here, you want to know why I'm choked up here? Because I have my nephew here in the building. Ladies and gentlemen, Elijah. What's up? I'm Elijah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys might remember I talk a lot about my son and stuff, and so he decided he wanted to join us for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, as you already know, with Circle Brothers, we always bring in family and friends. And you know what? We we just come out and say it like this. If you're friends with us, you're not really friends. You're really family. That hence the term Circle Brothers. But we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later in depth when we get more of the brothers in here. Because me and Eric, we're more than just uh, the us ones. two. Yeah. Cir- <laughs> the Circle Brothers is a lot of us. We're just the two that actually is in front of the camera at the moment. So Right. Outside of that, without further ado, we'll go ahead and jump into the randomness here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Eric Garrett, what do you got for us today, man? All right. So um, first thing I want to talk about are stupid Spider-Man from home theories. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, a lot of people want to see this movie, and all the reviews I've heard so far have been great. Some people say go see it twice. Right. Um, but they're under uh, non-disclosure agreements and like they of have course. to keep everything quiet. Right. Um, if they want to get paid. Exactly. <laughs> or they don't want to not be able to get early access to movies and things like that. Right. So, uh, yes. Yes. And so, uh, in this case, um, there are fans who've theorized a whole bunch of stuff about this movie and uh, things that people believe. And so one, there's there's three theories, fan theories that stick out to me that I, I wanted to discuss with you guys. Yeah. So one is, and I, I mentioned this before that you know when I said that my kids think that Ned's gonna die, and then we talked about how like in the comic books because you had said that right. Rick Ned. Yeah. Okay. So Ned's not dying in this movie. I don't care what you think. <clears throat> Someone um, is. Someone's gonna die. No. Why someone's do you think? Why do you think someone's dying? Because if you, have you seen the tra- you've seen the trailer, right? Yeah. Okay. Has. There, I, I read an article. Okay. And they enhanced the um, when he's standing there in his uh, stealth suit, his new stealth suit. Okay. And uh, they enhanced the image, and you can see that there's someone in the goggles, and he's crying. So either something tragic happens, or someone's dying, or someone ate an onion. True too, but what if his suit is onion proof? Okay, so I can't smell in the suit; it's filtered. Right, it's all yeah. filtered. So yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> they did this. They did all this trickery with with uh, Avengers Endgame, mm-hmm. where they cut out people specifically. They they use CGI to cut them out. Right. Yeah. So I mean, you I photoshopping. Could be, I, I could be wrong. So they what if they photoshopped something in there so you couldn't see what was going on? That's why I'm saying I don't think Ned's gonna die. I don't think they're gonna kill a kid mm-hmm. off. 
in a movie. I, I just I, don't see them I doing don't, that. I don't know. Um, let's see. Well, I mean, it's Marvel. They do whatever they want. So. Right. But <laughs> Except it, for rated R stuff. So. Well, yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, but but on, the, on the side, let me, let me check, check in on that. Um, Emergency Awesome, which I used to watch all the time, and I still do because he's actually oh, an awesome. Show. Show, yeah. If you actually watch Emergency Awesome on YouTube, it is actually chock full of stuff that we actually do. He's just more serious about it. We're 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 just like stupid about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Charlie because yeah. his, his show is great. It is so basically what he always says about trailers is that you kind of have to treat them with a grain of salt because sometimes they actually throw a lot of fudge in there to kind of throw people off from the actual movie itself to try to, you know, basically keep you from understanding what the movie really is about. I think that may be the case where they may have actually did that because they've done that before with Avengers and they've done that for with a bunch of other Marvel movies too. And they've done yep. it with regular movies too where you think Star it's going to go one way and it's actually going to go another. Star Wars, yeah. uh, Glass, uh, a bunch of different other areas too. So. Well, and they, when they do, when they shoot trailers, mm-hmm. they, they, they only take, they take certain footage and that footage may not be included in the movie. Right. So that's why I'm saying Ned dying, I don't, I don't think that's happening. Now, yeah. uh, what I think could happen though here's the theory because how many spider-mans uh, as far as his this is like his second one right yes. yes okay so if they're going to do the whole hero arc thing and this is the hero arc that usually spans in one movie but you can actually break it up into series two like your ones and twos and threes after your third movie you hit, hit what's called a, a law of diminishing returns which means like every movie after that you start to make less money and sony doesn't want to actually do that what they're probably going to try to do is they're probably going to try to hit the third movie arc. The first movie arc was kind of like a, a half point, which which is the Avengers when he jumped in there running around yeah. a little bit. Then they had uh, the Spider-Man movie, the regular one, the first one. Mm-hmm. And they actually re- recalled back to, uh, I believe it was some of the... Avengers. Civil War. Yeah, to Civil War. Okay, so that's really his... That whole thing, his introduction in the first movie is his first arc, which yeah. is kind of like the introduction. The second arc, which he actually takes things a bit seriously, he already had Tony dying. Mm-hmm. So that actually is going to play a factor into this second movie. I honestly believe it's actually going to take him down a peg further because remember you've already skipped the part where the Uncle Ben dying the, the traditional tropes for Spider-Man right. right so that there's usually probably going to be another death there so it's either one of two things happening either Aunt May is going to die I don't or, think that's going to happen and, but that's I was like that's a serious cut or something may happen to uh, Mary Jane when they actually start to get really close and something actually happens, so which sets him off for the third that, movie. Okay, so that ties into these other two theories that you okay. just start up. Okay. The other one, one of the theories is that MJ is Nick Fury's daughter. No. Yeah! <laughs> now see? Now see? Now see? That is, why, that is why I wanted to bring these up. Because these people think that MJ, just because Zendaya happens to be brown, mm. Nick Fury is black. I don't think it's his daughter. <laughs> One, I don't even think the Nick Fury that we have is Nick Fury. Okay, so if there's a few people that are scrolls, I think Nick Fury's one. And I know that they're... Oh, that's they, a separate thing, because that's the other thing people don't know about. They thought the scroll thing was done because of uh, Captain Marvel. Oh, no, 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 no. So, so the scrolls are done. They, 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 they're, that's too much, because you have to do Secret Invasion. That's why I think that Black Widow, that it has always been a scroll... Because she's because Natasha didn't have any superpowers, so that means you don't need Super Scroll for that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Now think about that. Think about that. If if and she doesn't have change in every movie, exactly. Well, and they can do that. Yeah. So, oh, okay, okay. okay. So I that's what that's what I'm saying. Like she okay. could just be a regular scroll, 
and they don't need to have any they don't need to use the super scroll for that because only super scrolls are the ones that can mimic powers and right. stuff like that so i think that by having by having uh natasha as a scroll and possibly nick fury being a scroll after in game mm. or at some point they've like he's taken over and the nick fury that we know is somewhere off in space and doing something else in space because instead of being Shield, what was the name of his organization that he created after? You talking Sh- about the one out in space? Yeah, was it uh, Sword? Sword, yeah. So, uh, so he's out in space doing something with Sword with Captain Marvel because she's been non-factor basically right. in all the Marvel movies until you get more deeper into the cosmic stuff. Right. And so, I think that that's where she's going with that, and that's where they're going with him. Mm-hmm. And then have him as a scroll, and then have the Secret Invasion starting with those two being announced as scrolls. But how's that going to play, though? Because in the movie, they already killed her off, sacrificed herself for the soul stone, uh, can't come back from that. Well, they still have souls, I think. I mean, I mean, but why, <laughs> why would a scroll sacrifice himself, though? It wasn't, wouldn't really make sense, would it? Maybe that scroll had nothing else to live for. Maybe that know. scroll tried pizza rolls once and was like, I'm oh, done. Geez. I hate you guys. I've had Totinos. No more, no more. I'm, I don't know. Right. Makes sense. Well, I, all I'm saying is yeah. that that could make sense though for that i'm not saying that that is exactly what it is but well i don't think mj is, is nick fury's daughter mm-hmm. i don't think nick fury needs a daughter just because she's black and that, he's that, black i mean if, that he, makes if he had a daughter do you really think he would fake his own death because remember he faked his own death and uh, well, that's the thing nick winter fury, soldier yeah winter soldier yeah. Nick Fury's i'd fake my death for you no you wouldn't <laughs> i would what if you had no, I wouldn't pick a death in that. See, but Nick, <laughs> Nick Fury is an odd cat anyway. So since he's that odd and that like protective of himself, I mean, he'll clone himself, which is I'm still pissed off that they have not touched that avenue as of yet. The whole point of Nick Fury is that the dude clones himself. You don't know if that's really Nick Fury or if it's actually one of his clones. In the life model decoys. You touched it a little bit in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and didn't go that far with it. Highly disappointed that you didn't use that. And even with Patton Rock, Patton Walton, or Patton, what's that other guy, uh, heavy set, uh, chubby guy? Oswald, Patton Oswald. Patton, Patton Oswald. They could have introduced it then, but they spinned it off and said that they were actual twins because they were two separate ones. He, he split himself up, not split himself up. In the show, he shows up helping the t- Colson's team in mm-hmm. one of the uh, sections of uh, one of the hidden bunkers in, Sh- in S.H.I.E.L.D. that uh, Nick Fury had. Okay. And they helped him out, took him in, helped educate him, and he was mentioning something about like like someone else, like his brother or something like that. And then the team actually flies off, I think, to the other side of the U.S. I think they're in L.A. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the other brother pops out and actually helps him with like this this like Mary Poppins umbrella that actually camouflages them to hide him from somebody. And he, he was like, it's like, hey, aren't you? What's the name? It was like, no, that, that's actually my brother. So mm-hmm. and I was like. It's like, you could have just introduced life model decoys and that would have been so cool. But, you know, if you're just concerned about ratings, you don't really care about the story. But. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> anyway. Continue. And then the last the last one that goes into ties into what you said also yeah. is that Quentin Beck is Spider-Man from the future or from another dimension. That he changes his name because he knows who Peter Parker is because that's himself. When he was younger and so in order to disguise mm-hmm. who he is and what his intentions are mm-hmm. is that he found out what peter parker in 616 does after tony stark dies mm-hmm. because in his in his uh universe tony stark's still alive 
and that he wanted to get the Stark tech because he knows that his other self in the in the Marvel universe that we know of, mm. he takes that and goes on a rampage, as, you know, and he's trying to stop him from becoming evil. Okay. So that one, that one is like, but uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's it, it. So the Quentin Beck, who does that remind me again? It's Mysterio. Yeah. Oh, oh, duh. Yeah. Okay. So they're trying to say that that Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio is really Peter Parker. Then why would he? Change why his would name. Why be Mysterio then? Why would why? Uh, exactly. How can you be Peter? How can you be Spider Man and Mysterio? You can't. You can't do that. You can't be Spider Man and Mysterio. Well, they could always twist the writing that way. It's just that will the writing actually be good if you do that? Well, exactly. Well, now <laughs> here's here like, here's the other side of the coin for mm-hmm. that theory, and I think a lot of people were jumping on this train mm-hmm. is because Sony has been in talks with Marvel to do a live-action Spider-Verse. And um, that fat kid we were at Target who helped us try to find yeah. Lesby Cops, he's the one who mentioned and who started talking about it. Yeah. We started talking about it, and I was like, wait a they, second. Because they posted um, into the Spider-Verse's Twitter they, when Far From Home was announced, like when the first trailer came out, they posted a picture of Miles and Gwen, I think. I could be wrong. Okay, I haven't been on Twitter in a while. But they posted a picture, and it was... Um, See you in another dimension, and yeah. then it was a number two. Well, and so this live action into the Spider Verse that they're talking about mm-hmm. is going to be Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, no. and yes, and Tom Holland. Why all three? All three so people who played Spider Man. So, hmm. So that's why this that that doesn't give that that theory any credence, mm-hmm. but it like makes that. it kind of goes along with some things that they've been trying to talk about with Spider Man. Right. So would a would that kind of make sense that Jake Gyllenhaal was going to be Spider Man instead of Tobey Maguire because Tobey Maguire like was uh, not being like there was an issue with his contract with Columbia Columbia Pictures, yeah. which is Sony, and instead, uh, like he was on standby. So if they if Toby wasn't going to be able to do it, then Jake Gyllenhaal was supposed to be Peter Parker. So, yeah. is it possible that they have all these different Spider Men and they're trying to put him into the mix because he didn't get to be Spider Man? I don't think so. Right, but. I do think that there is something with his character being in there, possibly. His character knew Peter Parker in his dimension. And he knows what Peter Parker's capable of. And that's why he does it. That's even if he's from another dimension, which I don't necessarily believe. I don't buy it. I don't buy that they're going to open up the door to this, that there's another dimension that he's from, another timeline, and that they're doing that. I don't buy it. I don't buy it because it's too cheap. It's, It's being done in a cheap manner, that you're just throwing that in there automatically just to just to because it won't it's not going to work correctly i think they're doing it just to be able to test the waters to see what people react to it and if it's like i watch it like if they react (laughs) if everyone reacts favorably to that and Mm -hmm. like yeah 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 we want we want a spider-verse we want a spider because they've been trying to get people to get into the spider-verse thing altogether. yeah it's just they never really been able to do it full board like they have the opportunity to do it now now that the avengers run at least the first leg of it is actually done for the moment and they're going to be taking a breather they want to fill that spot and say okay why don't we just go ahead and try to introduce 
some Spider-Verse stuff, put the theory out there, let people see if they'll actually bite it. If they bite it, yeah, we'll go ahead and put the money towards it. But if they don't bite it, we'll just go ahead and be satisfied with our three movies and see what else we can actually dig, dig up. By the way, on a side note, Black Cat and Silver Sable, no thank you. That's not a movie I'm trying to see. It, 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 it's, that's a, that actually is supposed to be the next movie that you're supposed to be coming out with. And Why? Th- thank you. Why? But I don't like Silver Sable. Yeah, it's just because they saw the Wonder Woman thing and they probably thought women's empowerment and different things like that. No shade against that. That's perfectly fine if that's what you want to do. Way better characters that you could throw into a movie together instead of Silver Sable and Black Cat. Exactly, but they want to try to... They're side pieces to... Right, but but that's the thing. It's like... I'll put it like this. If you're playing cards, you don't want to play your best cards right away. You want to try to throw out your other cards so that way you can save your big cards for later when it when it They're really already matters. doing a, Mor- a, a Morbius movie, so why in the I've world do you need... I've been waiting for a Sinister Six movie to come out. Yeah, you're going to continue to wait because that's a that's a major playing card for them. That so. would be... No, no, I think, I think that at the end... Okay, so yeah. by introducing Mysterio into the mix, you're seeing the beginnings of Sinister Six. At some point in, in some point in Far From Home, I imagine they're going to cut back to New York and you're going to see Stark Tower being operated by Oscorp now. They take down the Stark Tower. It's not Avengers Tower anymore or anything like that. Yeah, it's going to be Oscorp. Yeah. Boom. That then, then you have no choice but to introduce Sinister Six after that. Okay. So Just saying. I'm just saying. Digging on Twitter. Just Two things. One, if you haven't seen Into the Spider-Verse, it's coming to Netflix on Tuesday um, and two I found the picture and I was wrong it was uh, the picture of when Peter when Kingpin was throwing Peter no it was Green Goblin when he was putting Peter into the um, collider that they had yeah and it's that picture and it says see you in another dimension and then it's got the peace sign and then the spider so hmm. it can either be a peace sign or a two don't really know but well at the end of Into the Spider-Verse Gwen is like hey Miles and then see you around yeah. yeah so obviously they're gonna make a sequel to that because that movie yeah. was a, made a lot of money and it was a great movie but yeah. will it be animated or will it be live action and will it have Tom Holland Peter Parker or will it have our Jake Johnson Peter Parker I think it'll I think it'll start off animated and they think it'll go into live action why that not? That would be an amazing movie. That would be an amazing movie. Why and not? See, and then at, the towards the to end, at towards the end of it, that's what goes into the live-action Spider-Man. Just say. Then have Jake Johnson and Tom Holland meet. Just don't bring Spider-Ham into the live-action, because that's going to be too weird. Oh, God, yeah. Becca would... As much as I love John Mulaney... Becca would uh, be so sad if that happened. Because, <laughs> like, you can, you, can, you can ruin a character so easily by bringing him into live-action. Listen, like, unless you did it, like, Cool World or Roger Rabbit style. No, they're going to do it weird like Howard the Duck. Oh my god. <laughs> See, like, if they, like Venom, if they, they did not, when they made Spider Man 3, <laughs> this me think of they all that did stuff not that happened have, in the 80s. They did not have. What's wrong with bestiality, people? <laughs> <laughs> they did not have the resources. Moving on from bestiality. <laughs> Wise move, young one. They, Continue. They did not have the power to make Venom good back in. 2000. When did Spider-Man Three come out? Like the 2008. I tried to forget that movie existed. Exactly, because yeah. they made they made Venom or whatever they were trying to make Venom. That's that when movie. the uh, the black suit Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. only thing good about that movie was, was Sandman's sympathetic character. 
But then, and that was Thomas Jane that Who played. Who else did they bring in? They brought in Sandman, Venom. Mm. That was it. It was just those two. Are you sure? From the oh, Green Goblin. They brought in... Um, oh, God, yeah. That yeah. kid sucked as Green uh, Goblin. Harry Osborn as Green Goblin. Yeah. That was and then they tried from, to redo uh, Green Goblin and The Amazing Spider-Man, and it was just god-awful, too. Yeah. Yeah, that would... Oh, and electric. they never got the Hot Goblin, so... I mean, but why Thank would you God. bother? <laughs> too yeah. much. Too anyway. much. So anyway, still want to see Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin though. I need to see that. They need to keep for Spider Man. No, no, just just, keep... just Kingpin. Period. Have him reoccurring in different stuff. Yes, because he's a Kingpin. Yes, just have him be like the like. For instance, remember how uh, Tony Stark was popping up in all the all the Avengers? Well, uh, most of the Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. Like in let's see, he started off in what was it? The Hulk. Like mm-hmm. after the Hulk movie, yeah. he came around and was basically. <laughs> I'm telling General Ross, like, hey, I told you about that stuff. I rely on tech. <laughs> so then that's what we need is another villain that is overarching, but then doesn't do necessarily bad. So that's why I think that the next person that they bring mm-hmm. in that you don't know if he's good or bad. Well, you we know. know he's good. We know if he's bad is Norman Osborn. And then and yeah. and because we know Norman Osborn's bad, right. or his intentions are generally pre- pretty bad. Yeah. But I think that that's who they bring in as the next overarching villain. Right. And he manipulates stuff because then then you can also bring in Fantastic Four, and then that goes into the right. same thing that I said that. Which DC had the opportunity to do that with Lex Luthor, but no. then they. You know, then they used Jesse Eisenberg, and that just made it horrible. See, I love Jesse Eisenberg. No, but, but no, I hated no, him no, in, in, no, in this role. He was horrible. <laughs> I, I like Jesse Eisenberg, but I hated him in Batman vs Superman. I didn't even, I don't even know if he was in Justice League because I didn't watch it because <laughs> it was god He asked me, we were at, we were at Target. He asked me, Dad, would you rather die in your sleep? Or watch Justice League, and I was like, That's "Die in <laughs> my sleep." Because like, it's like I don't want to watch Justice they, League. They, Batman vs Superman was the Civil War of no, it wasn't. DC. That's what it was intended to be. But they, they in the end, it was so bad because I, I was actually really excited for that movie. I was like, "Oh, sweet, sweet," because like that was the I, French and Indian War of Civil War. <laughs> I was excited because I was like, I was like, oh, we get to see Batman, and then we get to see Superman, yeah. and then they announced that um, Martha. Ben Affleck. Wait, your mom's Martha too? Martha. Oh no, he can't oh, die. That's you, my yeah, I know. And then, right, right. One, After that, that, that the just, first that problem with me. that movie, Ben Affleck Martha. was Batman. Yeah, I hate Ben Affleck. I cannot stand him. True it, statement. And he doesn't. He doesn't play a good Batman. He doesn't play a good anything. I know. And the second thing wrong with that movie was they brought Wonder Woman in for no apparent reason. Like, she was... No, no. She was not supposed to be in that movie. It was supposed to be Batman and then Superman. And they were supposed to brawl. That That's what that movie I wish was, but then they brought Doomsday in, and then they brought Wonder Woman in, and then Superman died, and I was like, cool, we're done with Superman. And then they brought him back! Like, you can't, you can't have someone die. And then bring him back because then they just like you. I was upset. I was like, "Oh, Superman's dead. That sucks." Well, they, because they tried to tie in way too many movies into one movie. I know, and that's, and that's the problem. Horrible. If DC could just slow down, no. If DC can just stop and just make animated movies, we'd all be okay. Batman: The Killing Joke, mm. or Joker Face Off. I want. I want Joker Face Off movie. That. Yeah, I don't think they're going there. 
I don't know. The, their animated movies go dark. I mean, they had the Justice mm. League dark. Yeah, Suicide Squad. That was more like an uh, experiment to see if it'll go. Suicide Squad. But they they Hell, tend they tend to take more risks in their animated movies that pay off right. than they do with their live action ones. Right. I, and I I agree. And the reason why I agree is because really the benchmark for that was Justice League and Justice League Unlimited because of how dark they actually went in some of their yeah. episodes and people are like yes this is what we want can we get more please mm-hmm. and they're like yeah we'll think about it my, <laughs> one of my favorite DC uh, movies animated movies is Suicide Squad Hell to Pay that movie was great now, if they would make hmm. another Suicide Squad movie like that really have, have to, you watched it I'm gonna have to watch it now because I have DC the DC uh, app so I, I would not watch it around your wife or your daughter. Oh, they don't watch that stuff. Bad. They don't care about stuff I care about. So, but yes, it was amazing. I really liked it. Nor do mine. Um, well, Batman the Killing them. Joke. That was another amazing movie too. Uh, I didn't care for like the only thing I didn't care for that movie was who did Joker's voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you when you have Bender doing it, because all you hear is Bender. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or Marcus Phoenix and. It's just, it's like, can you just paid Mark Hamill? Mark Hamill would have played Mark Hamill's like, give me all the money. I, you should have done it because it would have been great. Not that he didn't do, not that, not that, what's his name, didn't do a good job. Right. It's just that when I hear his voice, I automatically think Bender. And yeah. And we watch a lot of Fear Chirama. So. Yes. So yes. that's, that, that yeah. makes it suck. But, look. but overall, it was a really good movie. I really liked it. The story was awesome. Cool. But what else you got, Eric? Oh, um, we'll go on to one of yours because this okay. other one is this topic is ugh. it's heavy. Yep. All right. So let's see. In my avenue, I ran across. Of course, we just like I said, we just went through E three. Gave everybody a breather. Let them relax their palates a little bit. And <laughs> so now that their palates have been thoroughly, thoroughly quenched. Now we can get it dirty again because guess what? Disney tones down the violence in Star Wars games. One of the things we liked from E3 was the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, that video game. To me, it's I like what they showed right off the bat because I assumed that there was actually more in in the actual trailer. But if come to find out, there wasn't really much in the actual trailer. And I was looking for there to be more playthroughs and different things like that. And uh, I noticed that there wasn't. And I started digging a little bit, trying to figure out why. And this is actually why. I actually have an article here from thegamer.com. The title of it is called Disney Tones Down Violence on Star Wars Games, No Dismemberment. Then I was like, wait, no dismemberment. Then I remembered, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, in Star Wars movies, there always was dismemberment when you come to lightsabers and cutting off limbs and different things like that. Yeah. Blood and different things like that. It, it, <laughs> Even it just, the 80s movies. Yeah. It, there it, were... Yeah. It, it kind of comes with the territory. Like, you cut off a limb and diff, different stuff happens. Uh, so, this is what I actually Disney, found in the article. Disney. It says, uh, the violence in Star Wars The Jedi Fallen Order is being toned down due to Disney and the game. Therefore, uh, let's see. Yeah. Let me say this again. The violence in Star Wars Jedi Final Order is being toned down due to Disney. And the game, therefore, won't have any features of dismemberment. Fans were a little less than pleased in EA's E3 segment featuring during the game, as I felt that the bits of the gameplay presented felt drabbed and uninteresting. 
While it's hard to say what it will mean for the final product, it does seem that the corporate overlords now in control of Star Wars property may have done something to do with the game's tonal censorship. Yeah, I ain't getting it. I'm Bring not going to get it. the developers of The Force Unleashed back. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. If that you're hitting nice. someone with a lightsaber, you're not hitting them with a butter knife. Right. And you're not killing them with a butter knife. You're the- killing stormtroopers. <laughs> and when you kill them with a lightsaber, it goes through them and it's no dismemberment. The sad thing is, <laughs> it even shows the burn marks on their... On their, uh, on their corpses. Yes, They're dead. They are dead. <laughs> and it shows the burn marks on their armor where they would have cut through. But Disney is like, oh, we need to appeal to all these younger kids. I was Don't let your kids play. How how old was I when I first started playing The Force Unleashed? I don't know. I still lived here. Hmm? I don't know. But you were okay playing exactly. that stuff because so you knew if, it's a game. Exactly. <laughs> so if your kid cannot tell the difference between a game and mm-hmm. real life, and they try to run around cutting people up with well, their lightsabers, first of all, if you get your kid a real lightsaber. Kudos to you as a parent. And I need your number because I need that lightsaber. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> if your kid's trying to run around slicing people with lightsabers, they don't need one. Good call. Yeah. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. I, I think the whole thing with EA <laughs> and Star Wars is like... I don't know, man. Because yeah. I read that they're also they're not putting loot boxes in um, the new Star Wars, the Fallen Order. Yeah. Just but they're putting... No, 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 no. But they're putting... Surprise mechanics. Yeah. There's no, re- there's no <laughs> multiplayer to the game, is there? It doesn't matter. Oh, they're I trying understand. to they're trying to monetize yeah. as much as they can. So yeah. what yeah. that means is you're gonna get you're gonna you're gonna pay for special outfits mm-hmm. for for the character, right? Cosmetics and stuff that doesn't have anything to do with gameplay doesn't enhance, but they want that money. So yep. you say it with me, kids. Money. money. <laughs> cheese, grummet cheese. Right. <laughs> and it says Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order won't have multiplayer or microtransactions. Yeah, but yeah. See, it says yeah. So. Why, what's the need for those surprise, surprise mechanics? Oh, it's a loot so, box. Right. So, exactly. But, but there, there's some more into that. That actually leads me to the next article, which says EA rebrands rebranding of loot boxes known now as surprise mechanics. <laughs> and, so, I, and I use air quotes, surprise mechanics. Surprise mechanics is just a fancy term for loot boxes, which is just a fancy term for microtransactions. Indeed. And here's what I actually found an article from the same art place. It's called thegamer.com. I actually have a link in the description below. Uh, let's see. It says EA rebranding of loot boxes known as surprise mechanics. Kerry Hopkins, EA's VP of legal and government affairs, said that the company's randomization, uh, excuse me, the company's randomized purchases are not in any way considered as loot boxes, but instead are surprise mechanics. Oh, Say with me, children. Surprise mechanics. Speaking at evidence uh, session with the UK Parliament's digital culture and media and sports commentee, Hopkins was bold enough to compare the mechanics to surprise toys, which have been in circulation for years in the form of Kinder Eggs, Hatchimals, and or Lull Surprise. The company, while ridiculous and wildly inaccurate, is not surprising one in <clears throat> once in a time when everyone wants to ensure that they can get their consumer base addicted to game gambling style mechanics. Oh, but EA is adamant that loot boxes aren't gambling. Because... 
terminology is important because if you say loot boxes, everyone knows what loot boxes are, including the government, which is currently trying to get legislation against you. However, if you change the name of it and you change the definition, they got to start the whole legalization process all over again to try to include that name. Yep. So that's the reason why they're trying to dodge that bullet. And while they're trying to dodge the bullet, they're trying to secure the bag. Oh, God. Yeah. So, so this is the same thing that EA did with Anthem. They they said, oh, there's not going to be any loot boxes in here, but you can still pay for cosmetics and surprise mechanics. No. The and whole surprise about Anthem was that they was actually got suckers awful. to play to pay for that game. <laughs> yeah, I can't, oh. believe I, I can't believe I played that. It was, it's free, sort of. No, I, I when the beta came out, I played it for like twenty minutes, and I was like, "What the heck am I well, playing?" Well, the the sad thing with that game is everybody was so excited for it. It, it looked the game like when I started it, it looked amazing. Yeah, it looked amazing. The game was it it actually wasn't that bad until I found out what was happening with the game, and uh, what I found out was once people started up Anthem within the first week or two that it was out. Uh, it was bricking their PS4s. Ooh. Not only, yeah, just the PS4s, not the Xboxes or anything else. Was on, I think it was just on PS4. No, it, it was bricking everything. It was, uh, yeah. yeah. So here's the thing, though, when they create, when they because they use Frostbite for that, when then they realize that um, Frostbite engine doesn't have a third person perspective, and they had to actually build that into the game. So this is one reason why Fallen Order uses Unreal Engine and not Frostbite. Mm. So, because Frostbite does not allow for third-person viewing. It's a first-person only engine. Hence Battlefield. Hence uh, Battlefront. Battlefront runs on dice. No, Battlefront runs on Frostbite. Here we go to the internet. Dice (laughs) is the developer who made it. Dice uses Frostbite. Dude, FIFA, it runs on Frostbite. Yes, Madden runs on Frostbite. That yeah, it does. Uh, what else? Um, the uh, Dragon Age games, Frostbite. Yeah. Everything that EA does uses their proprietary gaming engine, which is Frostbite. True. With the exception of Jedi Fallen Order, which uses Unreal Engine 4, which had me believing that, oh, maybe they could put that on Nintendo Switch. But oh yeah, you're right. It, it does. So but you can go, you can go third person in that game. In Battlefront, it's I think it's all third person actually. But it's not. It, it's not built for that. They had to actually build that into that engine. So, it wasn't uh, made. It wasn't native. It, for it. Yes, it wasn't made for that. That's why they struggled in Anthem. Yeah. Like they had to build that into the engine for mm. it to work. Gotcha. Wow. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So outside that. Anyway, we already know <laughs> it's it's EA, so it's got loot boxes, but now the loot boxes are called surprise mechanics. So now you can avoid the new term called surprise mechanics. Hey, it's like their old saying, right. EA Sports. It's in the game. <laughs> if you pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> again and again and again and again and oh again. Oh my gosh, that's why I've not bought a Madden Dude. game since NFL 2K was out. Seriously, I, I mean, refused. They're, they're all the same game, really. You're like all those people who pay for Madden. You're idiots, and I don't mean that in the wrongest way. But I mean that if you have no competition, they have no means to make that game any better. And yeah. the fact that you pay sixty dollars for the same game every year, yeah. with the only thing different they added is now some of the guys in the crowd, you can see they painted their chest. Right. I don't care about that. I don't well I one I don't even watch football anymore right. because I I hate the NFL but I mean ugh. yeah all you're doing is you're paying for the same sprites just reskinned yeah so 
it, but w- that's up to you if that's what you, that's your thing that's what you do it's not a problem because if you're a sports fanatic then you'll be down for anything sports mechanic related which brings me to another question of this pricing of it I believe the pricing of most of the sports games actually get really cheap like after a year so well yeah because it's after a couple months <laughs> yeah right. like so halfway just, through the season you can always get a sports game right like, like half, half off. off. Yeah. NBA 2K19 was just three dollars. Well, that has a bunch of loot boxes in it too. Yeah. Well, quick. That's the reason why it's a, how much? Three dollars. That's the reason why. Yeah. That's uh, literally almost a free, to, almost a free to play. Yeah. But, but you're still making. They're still gonna make money off it because still people are still playing it. Wow. So anyway, <laughs> uh, so anyway, keeping that off. That's that is what I have on my docket for the moment. We have some more video game things. One of the things I wanted to talk about was uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. I know it's not coming out till next year, but I uh, basically did a little bit of digging, found out some very interesting uh, me- interesting mechanics, mechanics going on with the game itself. The Keanu surprise was actually a pleasant surprise. I, yeah. I, I like seeing that in there, and I like seeing that he's actually in the game. Mm-hmm. I was kind of curious to figure out what his role actually was. So Johnny lo- Silverhands, I think. Is it? Yeah, yeah something so. like that. So uh, from what I found out, it looks like he is actually a uh, – well, the whole premise of the game is that you're, a, you're the player, and you're, half of your mechanic is re- human. The other half is literally mechanic, where not mechanic, but um, like Android, where you can actually yeah. have chipsets and different stuff in your brain. And based on whatever, like remember in the, in the, the Matrix, where Morph, uh, Neo was saying, hey, I know Kung Fu now, because it actually got downloaded yeah. in the back of his brain. Yeah. That's kind of the same equivalent for Cyberpunk, because this guy has a chip that's inside of his head that allows him to do different things. Yeah, it's all these augmentations, right, all kind these of augmentation. like uh, yeah. Deus Ex. Right, right. So, but he, one of the things is that when he actually gets killed, he gets brought back to life again. When normally everyone else that gets killed or gets their brain fried or something like that because they got hacked in mm-hmm. the side of their mind, they don't come back. They're actually dead. But in his case, he constantly pops back up. And one of the people who pops him back up is Keanu Reeves because it's actually like the, the digital version in his mind that wakes him up and say, hey. So hey, Cortana. Hey, Samurai, you got to get back up, get back in the game. And it reboots him back up and he's waking up and people are like, dude, I thought I killed you. <laughs> so it, it, it's that mechanic. I thought that it was actually really cool and really interesting. Um, so I wanted to actually bring that to the table and bring it up for discussion. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Or if I'm cool with it. it. I'm I actually really I'm Cyberpunk has had my attention since it got announced mm-hmm. at E3 2017. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's about yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So because um, that was the same year that they announced Death Stranding. Mm. Um, I still don't know anything about that game. You're not supposed so to. Excited. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think no, after Death all, Death is going to be amazing. Okay, so <laughs> I, I, they showed so much about that game, and everyone who like every YouTuber I watched that watched that, they're like, I don't, I don't know what we're watching. <laughs> well, right, um, right. Hideo, <laughs> so there's no way to spoil that game. Hideo Kojima. I don't think he said, knows what's going yeah, on in the game. He said that there's no way to find out what's going on in that game until you play it. I, I don't And so did that. Norman Reedus. <laughs> and they, like, I'm just so excited for the game. I cannot wait to unpack I, I just don't. whatever is in the Death Stranding world. And I'm just... I don't. I don't. Little, little I want to play so it because I like Hideo Kojima. Right, and it's going to be amazing. But I just don't know what I'm watching when I'm playing it because <laughs> I don't understand. Like, what are the babies for? Like, are they real babies or oh, are they? No, I, I do know what that is. That the baby that yeah. uh, Sam, the character that you play as, is carrying, is um, the new. It's like the new generation. So it's an actual human that he's carrying yes. with him. 
Okay, that's kind but of creepy. But it hasn't been it. He has it in an incubation tank. I did. So I did has it read been born like yet? Yeah, it's born. I think. Is it born from him? No, I don't think so. Because that part creeped me out. Because I'm gonna be honest. Because like, in dude. the very first trailer. <laughs> oh yeah, where shows like the baby coming out. It's like, where is that baby coming from? <laughs> yes. Well, I, I remember. I remember oh wow, that. it's the future. You know, I know. Like women said, that men can't handle having babies. But, but no, just I do remember the very. <laughs> no. <laughs> The very first E3 trailer. Be the first and last man to ever have a baby. (laughs) The very first E3 trailer that they showed for Death Stranding was the invisible baby that was crawling around in the oil. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then they showed the five things up in the sky that are the Death Stranding. Right. That Those is, are the creatures. Right. Yeah, well, we don't know what they are, but that is Death Stranding. Well, I thought they were like demons or something like that. I don't know. That, Nobody I just knows. know I just know that they are the Death Stranding. But then they introduced what's his name's character? Matt, Matt. Yeah, yeah, like when they showed him and like he was like smoking and then like he threw the cigarette butt to the fire, then he was burning and then all these other dudes popped up and I'm like, that is really cool, but what the heck is going on? Obviously know. he knows something about the black stuff and it's all like, yeah, I got control over this. But I think he's dead. Mads Milkson? Yeah, I think his character's dead. Or maybe he's partly dead. Or maybe half of the black stuff is already inside of him. He found a way to coexist with it. That's like in Princess Bride. Turns out your friend's only mostly dead. I do know know a couple more things about that game. Um, Is once you, like when you die, it creates a huge crater in the ground. And that will mark like where you died, and like they do not go away throughout the entire time you play the game. Jeez, there'd be a ton of craters when I play that game. And then they said that the enemies in that game, like even if you play on a normal difficulty, they're going to be unforgiving. And they, um, you have another ninja Gaiden, Dark Souls. They they are like that, but they they look they look almost like the they they're just like black creatures that come at you, and. Um, and then you have your bike that you can pull out of your back or whatever. And then you have, you can pick up. It's <laughs> like you seemed unsure of that. Like, I, I think, because when, when I watched a bike the trailer, on my back. when I watched the trailer, he like pulled the bike off of his back and then he. Because he's got this like massive backpack, don't he? Yeah, he? yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's I mean, it, it is the future too. So right. like you could easily set something down and then click a button and set up. But yeah, so I, I do know that that game, and he said that it plays a little bit like um, Metal Gear. So that's cool. Yeah, but I'm really excited for that game. What were we talking? Cyberpunk. Yeah, Keanu yeah. Reeves and Cyberpunk. Yeah, so Keanu Reeves and Cyberpunk. I thought it was awesome. Uh, oh yeah, everything about Cyberpunk looks cool to me. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, the next thing I wanted to uh, bring up was uh, Legion. Uh, Legion is actually a TV show that's on effects. Uh, let's see. The show actually deals with... Um, uh, if you're familiar with X-Men, and you're p- familiar with Professor X, the leader of the X-Men... Yeah, it's the son. Right. Uh, Legion, if, for those who don't know, Legion is actually Professor X's uh, son. He didn't want him, because he's crazy. Yeah, well... <laughs> This guy has okay. Imagine if you're a um, a mutant, but you have um, multiple personality disorder, right? The only thing is, is that the multiple personality dis- multiple personality disorder that's associated with this mutant actually all has separate mutant characters, powers. traits, characteristics, and superpowers. 
and it also impersonates different genders too and this is all translated in his mind where he thinks he actually is a woman or a man or an animal or something else that's actually going on it all has these different mutant abilities that's actually associated with it so yeah <laughs> with a toaster it wouldn't surprise me because he's went through the gambit of just if you read the comics you know who I'm talking about and went through just the gambit of all these different things and yes and his name is David so it's a very weird and trippy show it's actually on FX and it's actually in it's third season right now it's on Hulu uh, yeah it actually, I think it is oh I know I tell you I who's in that show so, um, uh, one of my favorite actresses is in that show you're talking about uh, Audrey Audrey Plaza. Audrey Plaza. Because, yeah, it's... it's, um, Aubrey Plaza. Audrey. Audrey. So, outside of that, she's awesome in the show. She plays one of the... um, One of the personalities that he's trying to deal with. And eventually, she gets separated out of David. And actually folds into, basically, another character. So, basically, her personality now is fused with another person. So, it's, it's a really trippy... It has a lot to do with like time travel and time jumps. So if you're familiar with Quentin Tarantino and how he likes to cut his movies in certain areas so it's not in linear alignment, the show deals with the same stuff. It starts off in in alignment, then it actually starts to jump around a bit. And I think it does that a lot in two season two. It does that in the first episode, man. I was just like, what am I watching? Yeah, it's one of those things where you're going to have to watch it all the way through in order to get a really good handle and everything. But if you're looking for something weird and interesting into uh, getting into, I would re- suggest that it's actually going to be starting up again in June 24th. And this is the last season, and it is the last season. That's so what I if you want to binge through like the first couple of seasons, or actually just the first season, see if you like it. And if you like it, just go ahead and watch the rest of the season. You'll be ready for season three, which starts on June 24th. In uh, today's 23rd, so that will make it tomorrow that it actually starts to come out. So and I would recommend that. I have to link in the description below if you want to go ahead and check it out. Like I said, it's a really awesome show. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll actually put probably the trailer for the uh, for it in uh, YouTube and a few other places too if you want to actually check it out. Like the only Marvel show that I've watched was probably Cloak and Dagger, and I like that. So did you? Yeah, I've got through like a couple episodes of it, but I haven't really gotten through as of yet. Once so. you get farther in the show, it gets more. It gets more interesting, and it gets more. It, yeah, it definitely gets more interesting. Nice. I really liked it. Nice. So that's all I actually have on mind. What you got, Eric? You got anything more on your end? Yeah, so um, two things. One thing I want to talk about, piggybacking on the whole Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. Um, there was, so one of my favorite YouTubers um, posted up a video about, uh, and his name's Yang Ye. Uh, Yang Ye. And um, I rec- highly recommend his show. His channel is really good. Um, and he loves Cyberpunk 2077 and a lot of what CD Projekt Red does. But apparently there's um, an outlet news, like a, an outlet called Rock Paper Shotgun. Mm. And they have this controversy about um, how the creators of Cyberpunk 2077, um, that the guy who created it uh, shows or used racist stereotypes. Um, mainly in one of the gangs, the first gang that you kind of run into yeah. that they showed in the trailer, they're the animals. And um, that they use uh, some type of juice to make them stronger, faster, yeah. uh, louder. And so, and I get that they're trying to say that, you know, calling, uh, and the gang is mostly made up of, of black people. Okay. Um, but the leader of the, the gang uh, is called Sasquatch, which is a white woman. So, so okay, okay. Uh, that's and then um, that the creator also um, 
there's another gang, uh, the Voodoo Boys. Mm. Uh, it's made up of, you know, uh, black people, and they use voodoo. Right. Um, and they claim that the, 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 the creator of the game um, didn't know how to make non-white characters, okay. how to handle non-white characters. Okay. Well, here's the problem with who the creator is. And I just want you to see what the creator of the game looks like. Because when you see this, you're going to be like, shut the front door. Well, (laughs) (laughs) so Mike Pondsmith happens to be the creator of Cyberpunk 2077. It is a tabletop RPG game. Right. And he happens to be African-American black. True. So you're going to say that the creator of this game, Mm -hmm. who is a black man, Mm -hmm. is racist against blacks. Mm, that sounds a bit like a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> so and 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 so a lot of people are outraged, and they continue to double down yeah. on this fact, saying that you know Cyberpunk twenty seven has horrible gunplay yeah. and all the stuff about the game. Anyone who pre-orders the game is an idiot, or they're dumb for pre-ordering yeah. the game because it doesn't have any extras. Well, when Cyberpunk 2077 released, right. I mean, not when Cyberpunk, when CD Projekt Red released The Witcher 3, right. um, they gave maps, uh, stickers, CDs, like a CD of all the music in the game, yeah. um, when they released the original Witcher 3. So when and one thing that they did with uh, that was leaked mm-hmm. before Cyberpunk twenty seventy before the new game was released um, or is being released, they showed that it's going to basically have the same stuff. Okay. They're going to have an over map of the whole world, uh, some music, you know, music from the game, right. some stickers like the shirt that Keanu Reeves had right. on. Remember right. we were talking about? You're like, yeah, yeah that showed is real dope. And so it had some stickers and stuff that had that logo on it. Yeah. So there's like it's coming with all this stuff. There's no reason for a deluxe edition or anything like that right. because there's no DLC yet. Right. They said that that will come later on. Right. And just same thing that they did with The Witcher Three. There yeah. was a bunch of DLCs that happened. You know, and like you buy. I think you if you bought the the pat the pass, right. you got everything. Right. So there's no reason to have an edition. Other than maybe one that comes with like a statue or something crazy, right. there'll be two editions: the standard edition that comes with all the stuff I mentioned, right. and probably a way more expensive one that comes with There's like a collector's edition. okay, yeah, and that's probably coming with like a uh, statue, like an Xbox, or it's it, you have to buy it like with a uh, it's a console, but it's a console bundle. Oh, okay, okay. well there, there, you, well, go. there you go. So, but I wouldn't buy a console bundle. I don't see right. a need to do that with right. the new systems getting ready to come out anyway. Right, but the fact that they're they're doubling down on dissing this game and just saying all this crap just goes to show that like why are you trying to say that the creator of the game is racist when he's black? There are black people in the game because there's, <laughs> because there's there's two it's like re- faux outrage. There's 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 two reasons why. One reason why. Well, I put it like this. One aspect could say, okay, I see he's a black guy, but who says he grew up in a black neighborhood and grew up around black people? That's one aspect of it. That aspect being put to the side, they're doing it for mostly just to be contrary. Because remember, we talked about that before, where if mm-hmm. everybody's actually saying, yes, yes, this is a cool thing, you're always going to have somebody that says, no, this isn't. And the reason why they do it is because it's clickbait. We want you to click yeah. on this. If everybody's agreeing with it, why on God's green earth would you actually say, no, I'm against it, unless you're trying to get those clicks? It's 
because if you get those clicks, you get people looking at your page, you get people looking at your page that actually looks to advertisers like, hey, people are clicking on my page because I got something important to say. You need to pay me so that way you can advertise your stuff. Yeah, well, it's such a horrible way to get like, of course. To, to, to create controversy. Not to say that yeah. like, that someone who's non, non, White, right, can't be racist, right? Uh, not to get into any politics of anything like right. that. Um, Candace Owens, but um, <laughs> but there's there's to have this faux outrage, yeah, that he that the creator, and I think a lot of people didn't realize right. that Mike Pond Smith was black, of course, because most people don't do research, exactly. So. so then I think when they got busted out that Mike Pond Smith's black, right. then they're like, oh. Well, no, this game is really bad now. I don't like this game. It's <laughs> so stupid. Like, I don't know. I'm going to get the game. It has nothing to do oh, yeah, with the creator. I had, I had no idea. I didn't care if he was black. He right. could have been whatever color. Right. It didn't matter to me. Right. The game looks sweet, and Keanu Reeves is in it. So, right. like, like, I like games where, like, one, you can create your own character. Right. So, like, and another thing that I really liked about this game is that you not only can you create a guy but like because of all these all the cybernetic enhancements yeah. and all the augmentations yeah. you know there are people who are who are transgendered who might want to play this game right. and they want to create a character that matches who they are True. cool I, I, I enjoy that I embrace that not that I'm going to do that right. I'm going to make a black character who looks like me so that way if I can take a selfie shot with Keanu Reeves I'm going to put it up on Instagram I'm like look me and Keanu being cool so Damn. that's my plan for the game <laughs> But right, right. Why, why, why create this controversy mm. that doesn't exist? Because there is none. Right, right. Like the main, the main. Okay, so I don't mm. know if you guys have watched the forty-eight minutes of gameplay that they put out back in February. I want to say. Yeah, I watched it. You where watched they, it. where she, where she, where the it was. Uh, they have to save the girl, and then they. Um, V and Jackie yeah. infiltrate that one place and they have to save the yeah. yeah. And then it, it that was dope. I know. And it takes you through um, just, I think it was, I don't think it was the very first mission. I think it was a mission throughout the game. It wouldn't have mattered, but yeah. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and then yeah. it shows all the driving mechanics and it shows what Night City actually looks like. Mm. But Jackie, the character that V is alongside with in those 48 minutes of gameplay, is a mixed guy. He is a mixed so, And they were talking about how character or the creators racist why would they have a mixed guy playing along the main character of the game that makes no sense no no if he was racist they it would be a white guy yeah yeah but you can make your own character so yeah yeah there's that so i mean i'm honestly really excited for the game and like it seems like and that was i think i read something uh with uh, one of the developers of the game mm. was that was one of their goals was to make it a very diverse game. Yeah, no, like, no extremely yeah. diverse. And it's and it's not and it's one that's going to take you forever to beat. Oh yeah, they said the right. uh, the story is so long, and this, the city is huge, so yeah. you don't open up everything immediately. It's basically a 2019 Skyrim. God. <laughs> 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 How many so, versions of Skyrim have I bought? Jesus. Yeah, that's a lot of them. And I'm oh, pretty God. sure they're heading down the same vein. One of the things I also <sighs> wanted to ask, too, uh, actually just bring up, was the Watch Dogs. The Watch Dogs Legion. Ooh, actually, uh, I am looking forward to that. I am looking forward uh, you to that, You know what too. got me looking forward to that? What is that? That old white lady that you can play with. 
Yes. You know exactly what I'm talking about. She walked into the guy she like she just walks right up on him. <laughs> Done. Sold. Take my money. Take my money. Better be God. <laughs> so, but yeah, that that actually uh, the whole mechanic of just literally picking anyone. Yeah. And actually being able to recruit them, and literally anyone you see is actually recruitable. And that they change the story. And then I, I, if they oh, super yeah. excited for that. And if they die, yeah. then like they're, they're permanent death. Yeah, it's permadeath. So if you recruit, if you recruit, let's say you recruit like that one, um, the one guy who was former MI6. Yeah, yeah. And like you go through a couple missions with him, and his storyline is like getting added to everything. Yeah. And he dies in one of the missions. Yeah. He's gone. So you can't use him again. And I don't know how many MI6 and former MI6 agents are in the game, but I'm pretty sure it's very slim. So you better be pretty good with MI6 agents. See, this is... So, like, me going through Watch Dogs 2, it's a very stealthy game. Watch Dogs is... And this adding the whole permadeath to this is going to make it ten times harder. For me, at least. I don't know about you guys. No, make it more careful. I am... Guns blazing type of person. Nope, not me. I, I know you are from playing uh, yeah, Ghost Recon. No, no, Ghost Recon Wildlands. So listen, no, 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 no. I want to explain this. So we're playing Ghost Recon Wildlands, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we're going through a mission. I was like, look, son, when we're doing this, you know, just we're going in pretty stealth. He's like, all right, dad, I'm cool. And then like he goes in and he gets he gets shot like within two seconds and he's bleeding out. He's like, help me, help me. I'm like, nah, nigga, you shouldn't have ran in there. That's why you don't do that. Listen, I play stealth. That's like when I so some of the other friends I played with when we would play um the division. Yeah. And like so when I played the division, I like when you have your squad with you, right. you you're like, all right, who who's the tank? Who's long range? Tank. Who's yeah. the healer? Who does what? Right? Right, right? I'm always a sniper when I'm playing because I want to play in the background, right. and I want to make sure that I'm taking out people, and that's the best way to stay right. away from the fray because you can pick off people and then you can see everything what's going on right. and, and tell people, hey, someone's coming behind you, someone's coming up on your side. Right. I got him. I got him. Right. But. This man is just wants to run in guns blade, and you nah, can't hold on, hold on, always do that when it's just two of you. Just two of you, you can't do that. Yeah. Now, hold on, listen. I will say, I want to defend myself here for a second. <laughs> I will no say, I have, I in playing Ghost Recon with Dad, I have given him multiple opportunities to be the sniper, and he has failed me. Like that one time we were doing that mission where you had to infiltrate the. Um, what are the purple guys' names? Uh, I can't remember. Um, you know the one where we're in a plane and you're like, "Sorry, Dad, jump out." <laughs> Me, where are you, Jenkins? Just jumped out the airplane. He was like, "Where are you, Dad?" I'm like, "I'm still in the plane. Where are you?" And I look down and I can see his parachute opening. I'm like, "For real, though?" <laughs> like that's what we're doing right now. Uh, oh, nephew, you can't you can't leave him like that, man. <laughs> So, but anyway, the the Watchdogs thing, the thing that got me good about it is that, like I said, like you can pick any character. You you can have an army of people that are recruiting. The more I actually started looking into this, the more I was like, wait a minute, there's a reason why I like this. And then it actually dawned on me. I was like, this is an upscale mechanic that was used in Assassin's Creed Unity where you could recruit your own people and you can call them out at any given time. Yeah, or, no, that goes back to, this goes back to, yeah, to Assassin's Creed 2 Brotherhood. Brotherhood, yeah. That, no, that was Assassin's Creed 2 Brotherhood. That was when, yeah, 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 yeah. in 2 Brotherhood is when you could, when you could go recruit 
where you can recruit more assassins yeah. and then send them off on missions. And then well, when they come up, the yeah, when you do the main story, and then you can graduate them from like apprentice all the way up to assassin. Mm-hmm. Right. That was dope. Right. Because like if you did the whistle and then all of a sudden you see like whoop, someone coming. You could you yeah. could kind of do that too in a Syndicate, but with children. Yeah, I remember that those little Cockney kids yeah, and they can pickpocket people. <laughs> this for you, Sal. <laughs> but nothing was better than in a, than Brotherhood when yeah, you could brotherhood do that because awesome. like you could you could just like whistle and then like if someone was tailing you then you just see like from the, like the camera from the background someone right. just jump on someone and then they. Smoke bomb and actually, yeah, gone. you could do that in uh, what was the syndicate, syndicate too, because you you could actually syndicate. have your own game. You and I and didn't. You didn't beat it. Or you didn't get it. No, I had syndicate. I say, you I took you it said, from me. No, I did. <laughs> yes, you did. You took syndicate from me, and you took Batman from I me. I know you gave me back Batman, I and mean, you, you took another game of mine. Fallout. Okay. Yes, you and still then, have my Fallout. Right. So, yeah. but yeah, so I I actually like that mechanic too, where you could just call up people and just have them do that but this is like a a hyper version of it and it, it thoroughly impressed me i was like it's like cyberpunk i was like sold <laughs> so, yeah so I, yeah we're, we're, ubisoft usually does pretty good games like yeah. i i liked the first watchdogs i i the story was a little hard to 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 get into yeah, yeah, it was, but it, it was a slow burn on yeah it was and then it then it got a little bit better but what i liked was that aiden was not a good guy Right. He would like, and his family knew he wasn't a good guy, right. and that when he was trying to get his sister out and get their daughter, then his niece away from mm. everything, like you can then, you know, I'm not going to ruin the story, but the fact that like he knew he wasn't a good guy, but he tried his best to do with what he could, right. and so that it 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 ended up being a pretty good game, mm. um, but Watch Dogs Two was just way better at the approach of things. Because right. um, I liked how you could go lethal, you can go non-lethal, right. and I really like that approach. Like most of the time, I usually went non-lethal just mm-hmm. because I didn't want to kill people until like uh, yeah, until the cops like would shoot at me. And then right. like nope, like, drop the sound, suck a duck, and then after that, you know, it was cool. Or kind of like how in uh, no, because you, you haven't played Detroit Become Human, right? No, I haven't. Okay, oh. now you need to play that game. So <laughs> we're playing that, and like, my, and then Elijah's like, "Oh, Dad, I'll let you decide, like, you know, what you're gonna do here." Because yeah. I had, I had already beat the game, and he went multiple lethal. times. He went, he went. So I, no, hold on, hold on. My the first time I played the game, <laughs> killed everybody. I got the most violent ending, wow. and it was. Yeah, it was. It but was I can cool. understand why he did because right. when you play the game, mm. you, especially when you start playing as Marcus, mm. then you start getting this feeling like they're not robots. These are and mm-hmm. this is what's <laughs> going on, right? And <laughs> then you start to think like, "Are oh, you oppressing me now?" So now I don't want you yeah, know. See, and, right. and then, but the, the the more I played, I was like, "Okay, I got I got to actually take a peaceful approach to this because every little thing in that game matters." For, for the most part, like yeah, and, like when I was trying it, to do the peaceful demonstration, they said firebomb the one store. <laughs> no, yeah. because I was walking up to it. Set fire because he was store. like, he was like, no, nah, Dad, you can go back in the store, and I tried to go in, but yeah, when yeah. I did that, the action thing came up, yeah, yeah. and it, it did that, and I was like, oh, what just happened? And all of a sudden, he takes a, a fire, uh, like a firebomb, and throws it in the store and burns it up, oh, and I'm yeah. like, oh, it went from peaceful to violent. And I'm oh, like, yeah. he oh, was, he was at eighty percent peaceful and twenty percent violent, mm-hmm. and then it went to. 50-50. Yeah, and then uh, some they marked a bench, and they, they went from fifty fifty to seventy 
thirty. Wow. And then we tipped over cars and yeah, uh, yeah. downhill. But yeah, like that game. <laughs> I I like that. Um, there are more choices in games now where you can either choose to be nonviolent or violent. Yeah, and still has kind of this different repercussions. I actually like that too. It um, it actually reminds me of um, the uh, episode on Black Mirror uh, Bandersnatch. Oh, my oh gosh! Yeah, the, now the story itself—I'll I'll leave that alone. But the main premise of it is that it, there's choice, and then there's the illusion of choice, where yeah. the game mechanics actually start to be at play, where you have binary options, where it's either you go left or you go right, and you actually go left, and you find out there's more binary options depending on which path you choose. Yeah. But the oh, thing is God. that these paths are predetermined by the game developer mm-hmm. so and I believe now that with games have actually evolved because remember think about it you have the side scrolling platforms with Mario Mario 2 Mario mm-hmm. 3 Metroid Contra all, all the other stuff ooh Contra Collection is one of the games that I want right now really yes I was not impressed with that are you crazy I was looking like dude this is this is terrible but anyway I, but when I heard hear Contra I'm looking for the old school it is old school Contra there was the other one there's another one that's like it, it looks totally weird no, 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 no. So, hold on. Just not to cut you off from what yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah, about yeah. Bandersnatch. Yeah. But with Contra, they have the arcade version, then the Nintendo version. Okay. Then they have Contra Hard, Contra 2, okay. Super C. Right. But no, no, no. Arcade- those are the leg. No, no, no. Those are fine. I, I'm actually all down for those. If there is a new one, like a brand new one that literally is. Oh yeah, no, no, no. That looks garbage. I'm talking about that's, the Contra. That's what I was talking. Okay, about. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, I'm right. talking about Contra Collection. No, no, because... no. Contra Collection. I'm down for. It. I'm, I'm down for that. So we're we're gonna play that. So <laughs> anyway, uh, back to the Bandersnatch thing. Is like I I like the way that games are actually developing now, where they're actually adding so many more options than are just you know pure binary. You can actually have lots of different choices, custom creations. Which reminds me, Mario Maker 2 is actually going to be coming out really soon. Oh, yes, I'm super excited. Uh, yeah, it comes like out Mario like Maker, Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, Mario Maker 2. So if you actually have a Switch, you're probably one of going to grab that because that's going to be awesome. So, but yeah, there's so many different options now that it's really a good time for video games because, like I said, there's so many different options now that weren't available before. And I'm actually excited for that too. But without further ado, I think that is actually going to close out unless you got something else. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just want to talk about this briefly because I want to dedicate this to a whole show or just do a, a different show just solely on this topic. But I want to, like, so because we watched this, we watched um, the Bob Lazar Area 51 and mm-hmm. UFOs. But what is your take on aliens? Do you even know who Bob Lazar is? No clue. Okay, cool. Great, 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 He's great. A white guy. Well, beyond that, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, he's he's a guy that worked in uh, in in a place in S4. area in area near Area Fifty One called S Four okay. or Sector Four. Yeah, and his he was a. Uh, so you said that I thought Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> he he was a um, a physicist and. I thought he uh, was an engineer. Well, that too, I think. And mm-hmm. on a side note, he actually like he had a Honda Civic and attached a rocket engine to it. And real no, in real life, and, uh, and so like he awesome. had a jet powered Honda Civic. <laughs> this is back in the eighties. 
even. And so he worked for he worked at a place in New Mexico Los, called Los Alamos, mm-hmm. where they worked on like um, different uh, jet propulsion and all kinds of things like that, right. which you know he was into. Right. And so um, and then someone told him about a job somewhere, and he applied for it. And then like so he goes to work at this secret facility, mm-hmm. and apparently in this facility they had nine alien crafts, and one of the one of his jobs, which everything he did was compartmentalized. Mm. He was working on um, the pow- what powered one of the ships. Mm. And he was, his job was to reverse engineer this technology. Mm. Or this is what he's saying. And so, um, and then like one of the days he asked them like, hey, uh, can I go in the ship so I can see, you know, how this worked? Because right. he was saying like, it's this, this, device that was used to create gravitational, like a gravity field. Mm. But, it's like the where it sat like kind of like in the center of the ship mm. and it wasn't attached by wires or was not connected in any way, but still drove what is essentially like the engine. Right. And so like he went up in the, the ship and he was like, Oh wow, these are tiny little seats. And so, because like they, I guess one of the the names for whatever piloted the vessels was the kids were you yeah. asleep as they called them the kids because mm-hmm. they were like half the size of humans right. so um or a normal human and um so and he talks about like, he never says that he saw an alien mm-hmm. so he'll he, he like he comes out straight up and says i don't call these aliens he said but the 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 technology that was used to power these ships mm-hmm. to make these ships do anything the mm-hmm. metals he didn't know if it was metal or ceramic but he said it definitely wasn't created by the United States or any other known country at that time. Right. No one had the technology mm-hmm. to create this thing. So he, he straight up just says, I mean, they had to come from somewhere else. Right. Except for one of the ships, uh, when he talked to during the Joe Rogan experience, um, he they, they asked, you know, where did they come from? Mm-hmm. I think one of the ships, he said, there was damage to it. He didn't know how the damage got to the ship other than that there was a hole in it where something ballistic went through it so it could have hit something or someone shot it down he didn't know the answer to that he just knew he saw one of the ships or one of these one of these vessels and that there was a giant hole in it in one of the sides and then another one um it was it was found during an archaeological find it was archaeological find Hmm. meaning that an archaeologist found this, meaning that it was buried somewhere right. and had been there for quite some time. Mm. We're not talking about 100 years. We're not even probably talking about 200 years. We're probably talking about thousands of years mm. is what he's assuming when they said archaeological find. Right. So it's just interesting to me that, and I don't want to talk too much about this because I want you to watch it and I want to discuss it. And then I want to bring uh, Correa into this because this is a topic that he wants to talk about with us. Okay. So, um, and he's the one who showed me the Joe Rogan experience thing. So he already knew about who Bob Lazar was before mm-hmm. he sent that to me. Cause like one channel that I watch uh, secure team, which Tyler, I think lives in Toledo, mm-hmm. Ohio. Um, like I, I get his channel sometimes and he goes off about all kinds of alien stuff like that. And some of it's just like, dude, come on. 
like for real but other things are pretty interesting like he broke uh the story about those pilots that in the new york times or new york post or one of the one of the major newspapers in new york mm-hmm. where they um broke this st- where the pentagon released footage of two like the fighter jets that were trailing mm-hmm. a craft that was not from this world right i mean they knew it wasn't something the americans not something we had obviously mm-hmm. not something the chinese had not something the russians had the israelis no one had this technology and they couldn't even catch up with this with this vessel and that it was making turns and doing things that with with uh gravitational forces or g-forces that would have broke our bodies so there's something that's going on and it's not by coincidence i think mm-hmm. that you know this bob lasar documentaries out that the pentagon's releasing stuff but i want you to watch it so that way we can discuss this all right because it's interesting hold on what you got um i was just looking at uh i was i watched this alien movie a long time ago Mm. called extraordinary to stan romanek story that i didn't think was real because it was, it was really. You'd, I, we'll watch it later. Oh, is that the one that my dad said for us to watch? I don't know. I watched it a long time. He ago. told me to watch a whole bunch of movies. <laughs> uh, but I was just looking at him, like just him, because I didn't know if he was dead or not. Yeah. And Probably. turns out he is being trialed. Oh, he's on trial right now. Oh. For some child porn. And with that, we're going to bring it to yeah. a close. All right, thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, with this one, yeah, we are actually a little bit over time, so we're going to go ahead and bring this one to a close. We will actually get into the weeds about that a little bit later. We'll probably end up making that a special podcast. Not the child Not the child stuff. FBI raided door. Get on the ground, get on the ground. So, anyway, uh, you know what this is. the Circle Brothers Podcast with RJ. And with Eric. And our special guest, the boy. Elijah. That's my nephew. All right. Uh, thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning in and watching your boys chopping up with us. Uh, what do you think about these uh, comments, these random discussions that we get into? Go ahead and like and subscribe. Go ahead and leave us some comments. Let us know if you like it. Let us know if you hate it. And we can go ahead and critique our format a little bit uh, in the future. Probably not. But anyway, just wait. But anyway, let us know how you actually feel about the podcast. We really do appreciate everyone's likes and subscribes and whatnot. And of course, if you ever pay attention to uh, the audio at the beginning and the audio music at the end, this is actually done by Primitive Sound Labs. If you don't know who that is, do your Googles. My man is actually everywhere doing music for just about everybody for every single type of occasions. He's also a DJ. So check him out. Google him. That's Primitive Sound Labs. That's Primitive Sound Labs. Links will be in the description. Good. Good call. Links will be in the description. You can check that out. And outside of that, again, we just thank you again for uh, checking us out today. And we'll actually see you next time. All right. Peace, everybody. Those.